You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From Los Angeles, California, and Maria Menounos, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV Showrunner. AfterBuzz TV Showrunners is a long-form interview series featuring television showrunners and creators. And now, from the world's number one TV after-show platform, this is AfterBuzz TV Showrunners. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of AfterBuzz TV Showrunners. I'm your host, Erica Garcia-Rojas, and this week we have a Wonderful special guest with us. It's Jennifer Graziano, the executive producer of Mob Wives. Say hi. hi. <laughs> and she's here to dish about our favorite housewives show on VH1, Mob Wives. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, no problem. We are so excited to talk all about your career and your experiences with the women on Mob Wives. So just to get started, I know that you don't, you didn't necessarily have a background in production. So how did it go from doing what you're doing to having a fantastic show on VH1 <laughs> with Mob Wives? How well, did that happen? I started my entertainment career in music, actually. and But just growing up, I was always writing scripts and stories. And, you know, I always had a, a passion for television and, and film. So, you know, I just... I started writing a, a scripted show about myself growing up, and what happened was the Real Housewives franchise and reality TV as a whole was was really blowing up and becoming kind of this phenomenon that everyone wanted to have a piece of, whether from a vieweristic standpoint or from the crea- uh, producing standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I realized that that was probably an easier way for me to get into television. And I, you know, kind of took look, take a look at my script, and I said, you know what, I can make this real. I have the cast under my nose my entire life, and, you know, let me make this a reality show. So you were writing a script growing up. Did you always want it to be in television or film? Yes. Okay, so yes. it was a goal from I've, the beginning. I've, uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I started school and as uh, pre-med, and oh, I wanted wow. to be a doctor first, but... Like Smarty. I said, yeah. <laughs> always writing and, and, and writing scripts and stories, knowing that that was kind of almost my passion and a hobby that really kind of like came to fruition later on in life. So Mob Wives is with the Weinstein Company. So how did you go from being, you know, uh, in music to having a deal with <laughs> the white I mean, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, what had happened was um, I created the uh, sizzle reel for Mob Wives, and mm-hmm. I was shopping it around. And my former um, boss from Sony Music was at the Weinstein Company in a film deal. So mm-hmm. he had said, you know, bring it over here. Let's see if they're interested. And, you know, they were out to dinner one night. It was actually him and uh, uh, David Glasser, who's Harvey's number two, the CEO of the company. And they called me. They're like, you know, come meet us. Let's talk. I said, I have the girls with me. They said, bring them. And we sat down. And within 20 minutes, they were like, we want this show. This is amazing. You guys have to meet Harvey tomorrow. Let's, you know, let's do this. And then I brought uh, the girls in to meet Harvey. Again, same thing. He was like, oh, this is great. I showed him a couple of my other shows, including the scripted show that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he said, let's give you an overall deal. 
Wow. And so when you say the girls, who did you go into that meeting with? The first, the dinner was actually Renee, Drita, and Karen. Carla wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was enough to kind of sell David Glasser on it. And then we went in the next day to Harvey with uh, all four women, the original cast. Okay. So you had these women in your life, and you wanted to put together this show and bring them. How did you How did you pick the women? Obviously, Renee's your sister, <laughs> but how did you pick the well, other women? I mean, I, to be honest, Drita and I were working together for years and years um, trying to figure out something for her in entertainment. I think she's got a gift. She's very talented. She is a star. First, we would, we tried modeling. Then we tried uh, making her a white rapper because I was at Sony at the time. <laughs> then it was just like, you know, I said to her when I first met her, I'm going to put you on TV someday. Or you, you somehow, some way, I'm going to get you on TV. I never thought that it would be me creating the show or, mm-hmm. or producing it, but I just knew somehow, some way I would get her there. Um, so she was a natural choice for me. Karen uh, is one of my best friends growing up since I'm 13 years old. She brings the huge name and the history mm-hmm. um, and, and, and a lot of controversy to the show. So she was a natural choice to me. Renee, um, I played a little game with Renee. I, I was telling her that, you know, I already have the cast. I don't think I, we need you. And <laughs> that was kind of really my payback for all the years of torture that she gave me. Um, that's such a sister. I have two sisters, too, and that's such a sister thing to do. Keep them on you, their toes. Exactly. And she was like, well, can I work the wardrobe or can I be involved somehow? And I'm like, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. But obviously she was the, the first pick in my mind. She mm-hmm. also was uh, born for television. She's been dancing and singing on tables since she's two years old. So speaking of your sister, you know, being – an executive producer, that, that's your job. But at the same time, you have to balance that with having your sister as a star on the television, as a star of the show. How do you balance that? Where You're, you're fair to the, the show, but you're also a sister to Renee. When we're working, she's not my sister. I oh. have to, yeah. <laughs> I told her from day one, you know, you're going into this. This is a decision you need to make. This is what it's going to be like. I'm not going to give you special treatment. Um, you're going to be treated the same way everyone else is. There's going to be times you love it. There's going to be times you hate it. And, you know, she said, that, that that's fine. I get it. I agree with it. So when we're working, I have to kind of turn that sister off. Um, and, you know, there are. it's very hard. I'm not saying that's an easy job to do. There are things that go on that I would love to be the sister um, at the moment, but I can't. I, you know, I made a decision. This is my career, and this is how I have to look at it. So when you watch the things that happened to her with Junior, her rehab, how do you watch that and still stay objective to the to the show? Well, you also got to realize they're not only happening to her, they're happening to me also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The junior thing, he was a part of my life for God knows how long. Yeah. So that was definitely hard. As far as the um, the rehab, you know, there are times when I want to turn the cameras off and she's just like, no, let it go. You know, specifically in Vegas, I wanted to send her home. She refused to go home. I want to do this. I'm here. I'm staying. You know, and... She just refused. And, you know, at the end of the day, VH1's going to say, leave them on, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not always my final decision also. That's what people don't understand as well. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it, the relationship works in a sense because if Renee's open about being in the public and experiencing those things in the public. She's been that way her whole life. Listen, we used to go to the hair salon and, and we'd, we'd be there two minutes and the, mm-hmm. the hairdresser would know her entire story. Yeah. And I'm like, just shut up. <laughs> you know, and all she does is, you know, she she tells. She, she you know, she has... A way about her that she wants to invite people into her life, and, mm-hmm. and I'm very different. I'm completely the opposite. I'm very private. So everything she's telling, I'm like, take notes never to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but it works for her. So one of the things that I love about Mob Wives is the fact that the drama in the show 
really seems legitimate. You've got women that have these decades-long history, and they're real issues. They're not as superficial as some of the other shows out there. Having said that, though, how much pressure is there on you to ensure that there is there pressure on you to make sure that there's drama in, in each episode? Honestly, sometimes I wish we can dial it back a bit. It's so natural in her and drama. We don't have to stir anything up. The girls have issues. And, and part of it, what I think that makes the show work and makes it so dramaful is the decade-long relationships. They mm-hmm. know so much of each other. They know how to push each other's buttons. They know when they're, you know, when someone's mad and they, you know, they kind of take advantage of that sometimes. But we don't really have to push that along at all <laughs> you know it's it's sometimes I'm like oh god again can we can we get along mm-hmm. today you know but there's some crazy for the audience so I'm happy <laughs> there's some crazy drama I mean in the past few years I mean we've seen some fights we've seen some crazy stuff go down are you ever well in in two ways are you ever afraid that something really bad's going to happen and secondly you know we're dealing with with the mob are you ever afraid that that there might be a backlash from that a well, very p- private community of people. Right. Just on that question first, I'm not very afraid of that because we don't touch on subjects that belong to the men. We're really talking about the women and what's going on within their lives. And they all happen to be from this private lifestyle, and that's what makes them connect. But they're not talking about any secrets. They don't know any secrets. We don't know any secrets. It just so happens they're from the similar lifestyle, and it's really showing how that lifestyle affects them on a day-to-day basis. Have you gotten any backlash from the community? I mean, yeah, they're yeah. not happy. I'm not yeah. going to, you know, deny that or lie about that. There are a lot of people that are happy when it first were unhappy when it first came out. But I think as the show went on, they realized what I just said. They're not talking about mm-hmm. anybody's business. They're talking about themselves. Anything they've ever mentioned about a case was already reported in the news or, you know, for instance, my father going to jail mm-hmm. or Renee's ex-husband going to jail. That was already public knowledge. So we're not talking about anything that people don't already know. So once they started to see that, people really, really started to calm down. And we get a lot of, you know, we love the show, but don't tell anybody, mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so. it's a guilty pleasure. And so let's talk a little bit about some of the the mob wives, the former mob wives, because there's a lot of Chatter. A lot that went on when, especially this last season, some of our you know, mob wives we've seen from the beginning, Carla, Karen, I mean, they, they were gone. And there's things said about money, about mm-hmm. pro- the production having their hands and everything. What's your response to some of that? Um, first and foremost, this is a business and in all, you know, in every business, business decisions have to be made. Sometimes they're tough, sometimes they're not, you know. Um, they were, you're looking for more money as they mm-hmm. can and rightfully should. And, you know, the powers that be, which, like I said, they don't, not everyone realizes I don't have final decisions on all of this. There are uh, a number of people that make decisions. I have partners. We have the network. So the collective powers that be didn't want to, um, you know, there wasn't any room for negotiation, really. And then they didn't show up for work. They breached their contract. And everything happened from there. Isn't that tough, though? With Like you said, Karen was a good friend of yours yeah. from, from a long time ago. It was extremely tough. You know, I, I spoke to her all the time. You know, you need to come to work. You should come to work. I told them all, you know. So Karen didn't come because of payment? Is that why? Well, you know, I don't know the exact uh, reason why anyone didn't show up. All I know is that they didn't. So they. So what happened is that they were set to come in for this new season, and they they just didn't show up. 
Yeah, I, I really don't want to get into the particular particulars of everything, mm-hmm. but you know, just from an overall perspective, uh, yeah, they were supposed to come to work and they didn't. And do you still talk to Karen? Are you still friends with her? I speak to Karen all the time. I don't speak to Ramona any longer, and I don't speak to Carla. And what about love? Um, love and I, we've exchanged some text messages mm-hmm. here and there. We There's no hard feelings. We just don't see each other. I'm very busy, so is she. So. And were you friends with Carla and Ramona before this whole thing? Um, Carla was actually Renee's friend growing up. Mm. And uh, I knew her from that, but she was never really a close friend of mine. Ramona, again, was one of my friends since 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a little click back then and it was me Karen Ramona and Roxanne who was uh, Ramona's sister and we grew up together for years and years and years so that was kind of unfortunate um, and there are some things that transpired that neither one of us were happy with so we just kind of parted ways well it does seem like for you as a businesswoman you do you do put business first 100% you have to and like I said this is a business, and the same thing I said to you about Renee. When you come into this, you're going to be treated like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You're not my sister. You are part of a business plan. And, you know, it sounds cold, but i that's the only way when working with friends and family, you can really make it work. You have to learn to comp- compartmentalize. Do you feel that you've ever sacrificed anything along the way? Um, in terms of what? In terms of putting your family out there in the public eye and your friends out there. Well, yeah, that. I mean, I, there, there has been, you know, some things I wish w- didn't make the, the cut, so to speak. Um, but, I, I mean, overall, I think everything turns out fine. I think everybody's okay, and, you know, we'll keep moving from here. So we have, we just finished fourth season of Mob Boys. Congratulations. And Thank four you. seasons, that's, <laughs> that's huge for Thank one you. show. And were there any kind of crazy surprises that you weren't expecting from the show? Um, in this season yes. in particular? Yes, um, hmm. Yeah, there were a few. Um, you know, the Vegas trip was, was a little rough. Um, we didn't expect for um, any type of negative behavior to come out of that. Um, Renee and Natalie fighting was very shocking to me. That's not really Renee's nature. She has a, you know, she doesn't like to hear this, but... It's not that, you know, she has a, she has a huge bark and she will act on it if pushed, but that's not her nature whatsoever. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to fight with anyone. She doesn't want to hurt anyone, but she, you know, she did and she's regretful. So that to me was a shocker. Um, uh, we're still dealing with Alicia's sentencing. Mm -hmm. Hasn't happened yet. We, you know, we thought it would be done by the time the season ended, but that didn't happen. I mean, you know, I, I honestly think not many things can shock me anymore yeah. in this show, but so it's little things here and there. And that's, you brought up the point about Alicia sentencing. How was it filming Mob Wives with this whole kind of court case with Alicia going on, especially it being so unpredictable? And now the way the season ended, it ended almost like with the to-be-continued dot, dot, dot. Right. Well, one... It, the case was closed already. Mm-hmm. She had already pled guilty, and, and we were waiting. Just she, sorry, was waiting on her sentencing, and we were following that part of it. So we have no control over that. We mm-hmm. don't know if the court's going to postpone, if they're going to sentence, if they're going to give her a new date. So we were really rolling with the punches as she did. So it wasn't planned to leave it open-ended. If she would have been sentenced, we would have covered that. If she didn't, you know, we'd leave it open-ended, and we'll see what happens for season five. Mm-hmm. And then so... I mean, I can see why you chose Alicia. There's a lot of going on in her life 
to be a part of the, the show. But um, where did you find Natalie in a way? Because I know when you read when you read things that are out there, a lot of people are like, "Why her? Her ties don't seem as strong." Where does she come from? Um, Natalie was introduced to me through a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what we what we do in Mob Wives? Um, it's really about being married to a lifestyle, not necessarily to a particular person. So she's in that lifestyle in the sense that her family business is right smack in the middle of it. It's a big deal in Philadelphia. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but a lot of people don't realize that pretty much every big city where the mob is kind of mm-hmm. uh, popular, there's always that one funeral home that everybody goes to. And, you know, so that's really where she fits into things. You know, there's other relationships there that may or may not exist that she chooses to talk about and or not talk about and you know she's definitely a little fiery vixen and you know i think every show needs one of them <laughs> Wait, were you friends with her or no she i didn't know i was introduced to her i was actually casting for mob wives philly okay um and alicia and natalie were two of my choices for mob wives philly mm-hmm. but when the shake up with the new york cast happened we were you know left with we were a few cast members short mm-hmm. and you know vh1 was just like okay well you know philly's close what do you think and i you know i had thought about that previously and i was like yeah i guess so you know philly and new york the guys hang out together so what makes it so different for the girls and renee and alicia had an authentic relationship through edward so mm-hmm. it made sense mm-hmm. yeah that does make sense and then are you still working on any of those i know there was a spinoff before the Chicago spinoff. Are you working on any other spinoffs for Mob Wives particularly right now? Well, in terms of branching off to other cities, we're putting that on hold. We really want to, now that we have a new cast, we're mm-hmm. really focusing on building that cast up, and, the, and we call it the mothership, mm-hmm. building the mothership up and kind of really bringing that cast to the next level, and then we'll see where we go from there. Um, spinoff-wise, uh, I've got ideas in development for Renee. We've, we're in talks about spinoff for Drita. There there are a few um, ideas that are floating around, but nothing's been in, uh, written in stone yet. So you've got a lot. It feels like you've got a lot going on with you. Yes, definitely. And so in addition to, so what you're saying, in addition to the Mob Wives right now, there's a few other spinoffs, but what are, is there anything else that you're focusing on? I read that you're also doing like a scripted show. Yes, yeah, so I've got a bunch of uh, shows in different levels of development. I've, I've got a scripted show that I'm working on, mm-hmm. a few of them actually. I have a, a film that I'm working on, other reality shows, so... Anything nothing to specific? to talk about yet. I can't I can't really say until mm-hmm. you know until it's ready to be announced. But mm-hmm. I'll let you know as soon as I can. Yeah, I mean there's <laughs> there's there's a lot going on. And so for Mob Wives season four, we're done. And there was notice that it's got picked up for a fifth season, yes. right? So when does that start filming? We'll probably start around June and then to air either December or January again. Okay. And so who's going to be a part of the cast? Um, As of now, everyone will have to tune in to find out. (laughs) There's rumors out there that Karen's coming back. That's that's Um, on the Internet. That's been a rumor for a while. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would love it. Um, Like I said, to me, she's one of the founding members of the cast. She brought a great history to it. Um, She's a friend of mine. So at the end of the day, um, that's going to be determined you know, by myself and, and and Karen and everybody else and the powers that be. But nothing, it's def, It's not a definite thing. They're no. not definite. And also out there in the Internet is that Natalie's not coming back, too. Um, I haven't heard that, but 
No. Like I said, everyone's got to tune in to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no hints. Our millions of fans that are listening can't wait to get their teeth synced into a new well, we like wife. We like to surprise everybody. And, and I think we will have some, some good surprises for season five. And would you ever consider, or are you considering bringing in a new new blood? Um, a new cast member? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we like to do that every season to kind of mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I've got some people I'm talking to. and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's a difficult show to cast in the sense that you can't put out, you know, a casting call, hey, every mob wife out there show up on Tuesday at 5 o'clock. Yeah. Because, you know, not that many women are actually willing to do it and mm-hmm. or can do it. So it's a very small pool that we choose from. But every year I kind of look to add somebody new and spice it up the pot a little bit. You think at this point, though, with the popularity of mob wives, you would think that most people would be pretty open to doing it. Oh, yeah. They're, they're getting there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said before, when I said, oh, we have people that say we love the show, but don't yeah. tell anyone. We have people that call and say, hey, put my wife on, but don't tell anyone. Yeah. You know, and t- but it happens. And it's just a matter of, you know, it's a matter of their personality. It's a matter of their story and, you know, whether or not they're able to do it. So it, there's a few factors that go into it. So one of the one of the kind of purposes of this show, showrunners, is we have a lot of aspiring producers, writers who listen, and you have incredible experience now after these you know multiple shows that you've worked on. What is your advice for the best way to get, say, an idea or pilot noticed by a large network? It's very difficult. I mean. To get the attention from the networks, uh, my advice is to go to an established production company mm-hmm. um, and work with them first, create a partnership, and then go to the network together. Because at the end of the day, the network is going to want you to partner with a production company anyway. Because being a first-time producer, they're not gonna, you're not going to be able to do... And I, in, in, this happened with myself as mm-hmm. well. You're not going to be able to create the show without that experienced production partner. So I would start there, uh, do a little research on shows that you liked and which product, uh, producing partners they they used and see if you can get their attention first. It helps to know people, right? Yes, that too. <laughs> Sounds like for you that's kind of what helped you get. Yes, relationships are everything. I, mm-hmm. I always say that, you know, make them and keep them. Mm-hmm. Never burn bridges. Mm-hmm. And going back to... Um, Kind of the the whole picture as a whole, right? You've four seasons of Mob Wives. How has the show, in a way, kind of veered in directions you never thought or maybe changed along the way? Um, I never thought that we would be without the three of, of well, two, Carla and Karen, um, two of the original cast members and, and another one that came on early on in season two. I didn't foresee that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Was but- it hard not to take that? kind of personally the whole thing with Karen because you were friends with her Karen and Carla I would never take it personally mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day everyone tries to negotiate you know I'm sure uh, Michael Jordan tried to negotiate his contract every year you know that it, it happens that's mm-hmm. not really what was personal nothing really was personal to me as it pertained to the business of things mm-hmm. so which is why Karen and I still have a great relationship we still talk every day and it took her a minute to kind of realize hey you know this really wasn't all, you know, Jennifer, I got to realize the business of things mm-hmm. and take a look at what really happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But back to the question of how things have changed oh. over. Um, that was one of our biggest changes, obviously. Also, um, I think this season became a little bit more heartfelt in the sense of, you know, real authentic stories of, of what's going on. Um, you know, taking Alicia's story um 
you know, she actually had a story because of her husband and this lifestyle. Same thing that Renee had season mm -hmm. two. These type of stories are what I love to tell. It's like, okay, this is how this lifestyle could affect the woman. And again, without giving anything or talking about anything too deeply, but her case was public and we just touched on the parts that were and we were able to tell, you know, a, a cautionary tale almost. Mm -hmm. Don't get involved with someone, you know, that could hurt you or, you know, I, and I don't want to sound like he, he did it on purpose because I'm sure he didn't. But. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, it sounds like that's kind of the whole point of Mob Boys in general, talking about these women and the lives of these women. And how a certain lifestyle affects and them. And how the lifestyle affects them. It could have been no different than firemen wives. You know, how mm -hmm. does it feel when your husband has to get up in the middle of the night and risk his life putting out a fire? Mm -hmm. All of them have the same type of dynamic in their lives and that's what makes them understand each other and that's what also makes them fight with each other because mm -hmm. they can't really they can't talk about this type of stuff to, to outsiders so they only can keep it within the group and you know kind of implodes every now and then mm -hmm. that's kind of crazy <laughs> <laughs> and just to uh wrap things up thank you you know for for being here and is there any in addition to what you said any other pieces of advice that you would give out there never give up um you know there's something Everybody wants to see something, and you just got to really find that one piece of information that hasn't been exploited yet, that one topic that hasn't been shown, and figure out what you can do to make make it interesting. And then on the flip side, there's topics that have been done over and over again. So if you find something you're interested in, figure out how you can flip it on its head and make it brand new. It's true. You did that with Mob Wives. There's exactly. a lot of housewife <laughs> shows out there. Exactly. But yeah, and that was my inspiration, mm -hmm. and that's what you know started me to kind of formulate the idea. Mm -hmm. I took a piece of the the Housewives franchise and flipped it on its head. You did that. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for thank speaking you. to us thank here at AfterBuzz and and all the wonderful information you gave us all. And where can people find you if they want to follow you and your social media? Um, on Instagram and Twitter, it's Jen Graziano, J-E-N-N. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm your host, Erica Garcia Rojas. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at IMEGR. Bye-bye. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.